Investment advisory services provided by Creative Financial Designs Incorporated. Securities are offered through CFD Investments Incorporated, member FINRA and SIPC. 2704 South Goyer Road, Kokomo, Indiana, 46902-795-453-9600. Christian Wealth Management, LLC, is not affiliated with CFD Investments Incorporated or Creative Financial Designs Incorporated. And welcome back to the Christian Wealth Management Podcast. So excited to bring another podcast to you guys. I hope you've enjoyed the start of this series. Talked uh, about a lot of good things. Talked about uh, BRI and talked about getting out of debt, baby steps, all of those things. And really excited for what we have in store for you today. We're going to be talking about empowered investing. So going to be talking about not uh, individual investment recommendations or anything, but just what empowered investing means, what it looks like, and how you yourself can become an empowered investor. Um, as always, this is for educational purposes. None of this is particular recommendations. So, uh, you know, please take this with a grain of salt. And if you are looking for investment recommendations, please reach out, speak to a financial professional. Uh, but with me today is our lead wealth advisor in our office, Ryan DeMises. Ryan, how are you doing today? <laughs> uh, I'm doing well. Yeah, it's been a good morning. I got to wake up. So Indeed. thankful for to God for that. Yeah, praise God. Always a, a good morning when we get to wake up. Yeah. And um, always fun to get back into the booth and, and be able to uh, come on the podcast and hopefully just share a little bit about, um, you know, God's grace, God's goodness. Um, at the end of the day, that's kind of why we do what we do, you know, using the gifts God has given us in a way that, uh, hopefully we can build the kingdom and hopefully we can help impact people's life, uh, through finances and, and kind of the, the culmination, the connection of where faith and finance meet. That's kind of the the goal and the aim of this podcast. So, um, hope you guys receive that today. But, uh, yeah, as I mentioned in the, in the lead up, we're going to be talking about empowered investing. Um, and I think to start, we we can just go ahead and define empowered investing. And we were talking about this a little bit at at the jump, but essentially, uh, the, the word empowered at the root of it, um, which I I know you've got the definition pulled up. So why don't you read it off for us, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, the classic Oxford Dictionary definition time. Uh, so empowered means to give somebody the authority or power to do something. Mm. Yeah, so with, with empowered investing, essentially it's having the authority over your investments and really you taking control over uh, what you're investing in. And part of that is obviously being able to choose the individual investments, the individual recommendations that you have for your stated goals, for stated performance. Uh, But today I think we want to talk less about the performance side of it and more of how as Christians, as people of faith, um, how we can have authority over our investments in a way that reflects our values and our beliefs. Um, So, so Ryan, I'll I'll kind of turn it over to you right now in just terms of, um, empowered investing, what does that look like to you? Uh, and, and what would you in, in a very large scale way, just kind of say about, um, and how to, how people can be empowered investors as, as Christians? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good question. Um, so what does empowered investing mean to me? Um, 
and to, I think, Christian Wealth Management, our team here in Boise. So um, to start with that, I would say uh, I listened to something Jason Meyer from from Eventide. He, he posted probably close to a year ago now, um, and he expounded on the word uh, investing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think, yeah, understanding what empowered means to give authority to somebody is important, but also understanding what investing means as well is important as well. So Jason talked about how if you if you bring the word invest to its original roots, and in means to, invest means clothe. Mm. So to understand, okay, like there is um, a different context, I guess we could help try to unpack the word from. And then, you know, I think most of us are familiar, like we get, Suits, not much of us wear vests anymore. Yeah. But, you know, when I was, when I got bought my first suit, I like had to have a vest. I thought having a vest was going to be so cool. <laughs> uh, so anyways, a vest, we can kind of think, okay, we understand that it means clothing, but mm-hmm. how does, what's the connection to clothing and how we think about investing now? Um, and with, anyway, so to, to, to um, not get into all the weeds, which I can't say I understand super well. I think, um, you know, a, at this month, actually, Henry III is going to be vested at the coordination service. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a symbolic gesture of um, people coming together, I think, at Westminster Abbey. And um, it's symbolic, and they're gesturing, hey, uh, Henry III, if I'm understanding the same so. right. I, I'm I don't pretty know. sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, they are going to submit to his authority. They're empowering him through the symbolic gesture of, of putting a, a robe on him mm-hmm. to be their leader. Right. And so um, the context that we can understand investing is that with the capital that we have, the cash that we have, we can empower a business to do something. Mm-hmm. And, and the hope would be to do good work yeah within um their realm of influence right businesses have influence we can think about the influence starbucks has had disney has had right amazon has had google yeah so and and that kind of gets at the root of what biblically responsible investing is and you know we've done a podcast talking about that but just the idea of being able to put our money where our values lie as Christians, right? Yeah. And there's a lot of companies now that in their products or philanthropic efforts are not necessarily being, uh, I guess, just cognizant or aware of their their Christian followers, their Christian consumers, because, you know, more and more you see uh, companies start to politicize their product and, and yeah. go in a way that I think a lot of Christians don't necessarily agree with. Yeah. Um, you know, at the time of this recording, one of the big topics of conversation is like Bud Light. Yeah. So like, uh, as we were record this yesterday, their earnings report came out and their sales were down like 26% over the past week. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's an area that even without the investing side of it, Christians are taking a hold of, of what they purchase. They're being yeah. empowered consumers in, in choosing where they, in, in this instance, choose to buy their beer. And obviously it's not just Christians doing it. I'm, yeah. I'm probably generalizing a little too much there, yeah. but so we talk about that side of it, uh, of in terms of, you know, 
who do we choose? Who do we decide not to work with? But I think the really other cool part of, of being an empowered investor is, is choosing to invest in companies that provide good works, like you were saying. Yeah. Uh, an e- example I, I like to give um, when, when I talk with our clients is, uh, you know, when you're investing in like the healthcare industry, you can invest in pharmaceutical companies yeah. who are you know, obviously one just profiting off of things like a board of fashions and stuff. We aren't, we don't want to invest in those companies, but even beyond that, there's a lot of companies out there that just produce pharmaceuticals. You know, they just pursue, uh, produce drugs and upcharge it 10,000% and just profit off of people's need for insulin, right? Yeah. Stuff like that. And, and as Christians and being an empowered investor, we can choose instead to put our money towards things that are providing good works. Um, you know, there's a lot of companies out there that, that we work with, uh, that we have invested in that are doing positive things, right? Working on uh, different therapies, different cures for potential diseases. Essentially the idea of trying to be, hey, instead of just make a quick buck, yeah. we want to be able to, to do something that allows uh a good profit beyond just financial, yeah. right? Being able to help the world, uh, you know, bring, bring, I guess, rejoicing to the world through, yeah. through what they do. Um, so I don't know, add, add a little bit onto that and just yeah. like kind of the, the good works, um, side of empowered investing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to expand a little bit more too. Like it seems like within the example of like the healthcare world, um, not everyone, but what, what can come up is, a lot of us have, and media does a good job of communicating negativity. Um, and so we can catch this, like, we want justice for the healthcare industry. And they may be ripping people off. And and so from that stance, a lot of people may decide, you know, we just want to avoid investing in the healthcare space. And we just want to invest in, in a different industry. And so I, what I would say is I would challenge that because it does seem like, when there's a lot of opportunity for, for good to be done, there's there's going to be the same amount of opportunity for destruction to be done. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Doug Hansen, which is an advisor with us, um, he always, he makes the joke about, you know, you could come up with a new flavor of bubble gum. You know, the potential impact for that is not very strong. But on the other side, on the negative side of it, there's probably not a whole lot of negative things that can come from developing mm-hmm. a new flavor of bubble gum. So within the healthcare world, yes, there's been a lot of challenges. Yes, there's um, corruption, but there's also so much opportunity to provide good for children that are born with diseases, for people that are struggling with um, health conditions that they need um, solutions to. And um, there's good businesses out there that are actually trying to to serve other people and put them in a better spot yeah. tomorrow than they are today. So, yeah. And I, th- and I think at the root of empowered investing is just giving you as an investor, as a, a consumer in the market, uh, the option to choose those companies. Right. Yeah. I, yeah, I think there's a lot of clients that'll come through the door that you look at their statement of their 401k where they can't really choose their investments, but yeah. it'll just be, I'm 35 years old, so I'm on the X company 2060 retirement life path, yeah. right? And it's just essentially these these companies, the way they have their money invested is just you're X years old, so this is your expected retirement date, so this is what your investments are. 
and there's no choice. There is no empowerment. And so being able to empower investors is going to help them not just be that, you know, black and white box of this is my age. So this is how I'm going to invest. Uh, And I think that's so powerful because we all have individual needs and preferences. Um, You know, we all have certain things that we do or don't want to invest in. You know, I can't tell you the amount of times I've been on the phone with, with someone trying to schedule a meeting and told them about BRI and, and what we do. And I get the response of, okay, well, I don't, I definitely don't want to invest in X. I definitely don't want to invest in Y or I do want to invest. There's someone I called a while back. Maybe they're listening to this, but it's <laughs> like, I really like Tesla. I'd love to just be invested in Tesla. Is there a way we can do that? And, and so, um, you mm-hmm. know, I think that's why it's so, so powerful to be empowered and being able to have choice because we all have our, our certain preferences and needs and uh, being able to connect with somebody who helps us achieves that is, is so massive. But uh, yeah, any, any other thoughts on that side of, of it? Uh, No, I think you said it well. Yeah. To be able to, yeah, I think that that's part of our role. Um, as investment advisors is to help other people find the connection through a human relationship with their, yeah, through a human relationship, find a connection to their financial goals and to see it through the lens of, of building the kingdom of God. And um, yeah, somebody, I think that means, yeah, if they're really excited about a company, um, helping them find solutions to how to get invested in that company and, um, it seems like we major more on making sure that the investments that we do own are, are honoring biblical values. But I think it's a more holistic thing where everybody's going to be unique. We're all going to have different interests and directions towards, um, you know, with the uniqueness that God's created in our hearts, like we're all going to be drawn towards different things. And so to be able to, through human connection, through a relationship, be able to, to cheer each other on, mm-hmm. I think... That's the part that I've enjoyed about this job. I've, I've been doing this since 2013 and to see relationships that are five plus years old and see families mature, people that, you know, clients that just got married. Mm-hmm. Now they have three kids. It's like, wow, to just see, you know, people move from different states and why they're moving. It's just, yeah, a humbling journey to be on. Um, so. Anyways, yeah. back to empowered investing, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, and even just talking about going back to the different needs and preferences and giving people that choice, right? Giving people that empowerment. Yeah. You know, one of the companies that we work with offers essentially like an Israel-based investment yeah. fund. Um, and it's so cool to see. And I don't want to get too Christian political here because I know it can be a a hot topic within just the Christian community, but there's some clients we, we work with that we service that really want to be supporting Israel with their, with their finances and being able to support them. And other people are just kind of whatever, right? It's, it's not important to them. And even still, I've met with someone who was like, Hey, I actually don't want to support Israel. And they were, they were Christian, but that was just their, stand on it that was their point of view um so again just being able to give clients that that choice give them the ability of hey if this is something you want to support like you have that option but at the same time if it's not then we can help get you uh 
get you set up in a way that, that more reflects your values. Uh, but at the end of the day, you touched on it. You know, our goal with with the investments that, that we help yeah. manage, that we oversee it at Christian Wealth Management, is we want to do things biblically responsible first and foremost. Yeah. And um, I'd say even for us, that's kind of our empowerment that we take on. And that's when we're seeking you know, people to work with that's at the forefront of it. You know, we had a conversation a while back about, you know, who's the ideal client. And there was just an agreement between us, like even before any sort of finances, any sort of personality, it was like first and foremost, being able to help people that, that value the biblically responsible side of, of investing. Um, yeah. And, and I know that's something, uh, a lot of this conversation stems from one of your blog posts yeah. uh, that you put out at, at the time of recording this uh, a few weeks back, by the time this is posted, probably a, a month or, or more back. Um, but, but you talked about it in there, just empowering Christian voices for, for influence. Right. And that's one of the, the yeah. powers of, of empowered investing, um, uh, talk a little bit about how being an empowered investor can allow uh, Christian voices to, to yeah. be larger influences. Yeah. I'd love to do that. I set the context a little bit with, within the blog, um, which is dated March 24th, 2023. In case somebody ro- wants to reference it, it's only two minutes long. So you have no excuse not to read it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I unpack a little bit that investing means to clothe. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to process, okay, well, we're clothing companies, whether we want to or not, in our 401k and our IRAs, we're empowering them with our capital to do something. So we talked about part of it is we want to view the companies. We want to empower them mm-hmm. with capital to do good works. We just talked about that. Another lens is, okay, we want to empower Christian voices for influence, which mm-hmm. we'll talk through right now. Um, but yeah, so what that looks like is as an owner of a company or through one lens of this is as an owner of a company, you have the ability to vote Mm -hmm. for different, um, corporate procedures that they may pass and just different things throughout the company. And many of us don't utilize that. Mm-hmm. but through using if we're owning an individual company ourselves, like maybe if we own one or two ourselves we're able to to stay st- stay up and vote with and stay up to date with what's going on in those companies but if we're owning a hundred different companies ourselves mm-hmm. most of us aren't going to be voting for everything that's going on right um so w- working with companies like timothy plan eventide inspire you might have to cut that out. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> but <laughs> working with those companies, it's referenced in the blog. Um, those are those are examples of mutual fund companies that we work with. All those are faith-based and mm-hmm. all of those take an active approach. And um, as companies allow their um, investors to vote, they step in for their investors and, and mm-hmm. vote for them. So um, that's through proxy voting that's one lens of it, but also like there's a lot of, um, activism that's going on too, meaning like uh, corporate engagement activism, meaning companies like inspire, they're engaged with, um, any company that is reimbursing an employee for abortion expenses, abortion mm-hmm. travel. So if there's a state that, 
um, it, abortion is illegal in, and an, employ, and an employer offers a travel reimbursement to get an abortion for their employees. Inspires engage with all of those companies and trying to just unpack why they made that decision. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these companies are just doing it because <clears throat> it's what they think they should be doing. Right. So some of them are intentional about it. And they, um, anyways, some of them are intentional about it. But others, they're just doing it because they think it's what is showing love right. to, to the community around them. So, um, so we really like just being able to use the, you know, we're owning companies. So with that, ownership has some influence. Right. So being able to take advantage of that instead of just sitting on the sidelines. So if you are in your target date fund, 2060, if you're 35 years old, and you're in a 2060 fund, um, you know, the, you don't know exactly how the mutual funds, if they're voting or how they're voting. Right. When they get those opportunities. So. Yeah. So to, to add some context to the proxy voting side of things, uh, essentially, obviously when, when you're, when you're an investor, when you hold shares in a company, you are an owner of that company. Now yeah. your ownership stake within that company is likely very, very, very small, uh, but the more money you have invested, the larger your ownership interest is. And for these mutual funds that you referenced, uh, the more people invested in these mutual funds, essentially the the larger the influence yeah. uh, of that Christian voice of the mutual fund. So yeah. um, I know there was uh, one particular time where uh, kind of the power of the proxy voting really came through. I think it was with Costco is that yeah. right and I'll, I'll kind of let you tell the story because I think you might have the details yeah better than I do it's been a while since I told the story so <clears throat> um Robert Netsley I'll do my best to remember the details uh Robert Netsley the founder of Inspire um and actually the founder of Christian Wealth Management too who's has met, moved on to Inspire um when they first started Inspire uh this was 2017. Costco had been a historically biblically responsible company. Costco was in their portfolios and Inspire's portfolios. And then Costco started sponsoring a gay pride parade or maybe multiple gay pride parades. And so that came up on, on our screening as a, as a violation. And so Robert and their team started engaging with Costco and, and just trying to communicate with Costco. Hey, What's your stance um, on LGBT activism and, and how are you planning to support it in the future? Just so he knew how to direct Inspire's capital. Should they keep investing in Costco or should they not? I don't think he was necessarily trying to like twist their arm and be mm-hmm. like, you should just do it because we're telling you to do it. Um, I think it started from a stance of curiosity uh, and then through the conversations with the board at Costco, I think it took months, but eventually Costco just came back to um, Robert and Inspire and said, okay, going forward, we're, we're planning not to sponsor any more mm-hmm. gay pride parades, knowing everything that um, Inspire communicated to them. So, yeah, that was an example. That was 2017, I think, towards the end of the year. Yeah, and, and I just did a quick check on Inspire's 
uh, Inspire Insight tool. Essentially, they have a tool that allows you to publicly screen what is and isn't biblically responsible. And as far as I can tell, they haven't sponsored any sort of LGBT activism since that occurrence. So um, it just goes to show that there's real power to this, being able to use these companies uh, and use the power of voting, the the power of our say as Christians um, and as, as investors as well to be able to make change and make impact. Right. And it's, it's just another way that we can kind of reflect our voice without being necessarily, um, I guess maybe as vocal as sometimes non-Christian voices are, right? I think if you look at the media and stuff, you see a lot of of non-Christian voices. And so between the proxy voting, the power of us as investors to be able to kind of give our voice and just the power of us as consumers as well. You know, I referenced the, uh, the Bud Light, sales and where those are at because of some of the the stuff that they've promoted over the past few weeks. Um, yeah. I think it just goes to show the power that, Hey, we don't have to create a big uproar. We don't have to be in the media lens to, to be able to make an impact. Uh, and so yeah. uh, again, just kind of getting back to the, the root of what empowered investing yeah. is it's, it's giving you the choice. It's giving the investor the choice to decide yeah. who they want to close. Right. And, yeah. and essentially what those companies are doing with their money, with their philanthropic efforts, deciding who we want to be able to, to take ownership interest in who we want to take, to take stake in. Um, and, and I think at the center of it all is really just intentionality, yeah. right? We talked about a little bit earlier how there are some funds that they just take your age and they give that number and that's it. That's the conversation. Um, but being able to be so intentional with your investments, I think, is yeah. is so much about the root of, of what empowered investing is. And yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know, Ryan, do you want to just kind of talk about the intentionality side of it and yeah, I think going back, what, what, one thing I really like about what Jason Meyer put together is just continuing to go back to that imagery of like you're clothing something, you know, some, you're making a profit somehow, mm-hmm. and I think we should be curious on how we make that profit. And nothing's perfect in this world, right? We have sin, we have humanity. Even somebody that loves God is still going to make mistakes, but, mm-hmm. um, but caring about the how we're, we're getting a profit I think is really important and even just I'm um, trying to think of this as on topic but just kind of taking a step back is like I you know we don't we're not trying to get Ryan's way or at least that's my hope is not to get Ryan's way or Nathan's way and that's why I think it's just important like the story with Robert is I don't from my understanding he didn't call Costco and say you better stop doing that, blah, blah, blah. He just posed the, the question and through, like organically through conversation, Costco came to their own conclusion. And it's just like this, the simplicity of just being involved and asking for something, right? There's a verse, um, I don't know exactly where it is, but it's just as simple as you have not because you ask not. So mm. it doesn't mean you have to beg, plead. <laughs> it's just a simple gesture of like, a lot of people that are Christian investors um, may not be engaged with, with companies and just the sim- simple gesture of starting to, to be able to use your voice a little bit more in a loving way mm-hmm. the, to see the influence that that can, can have. 
Yeah. That's important. And I think to, to provide some, some scripture to add to the context of this, you know, the, the foundation of, of what we do kind of comes from first Corinthians ten thirty one, yeah. which is, so whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Right. And so eat, drink, whatever you do, do for the glory of God. And for mm-hmm. us, we, we take investing as a part of that as well. Um, yeah. Another verse that, that, kind of sets the foundation I think of what we do is in Deuteronomy 23 18 uh, mm-hmm. which the context is a very miscellaneous laws that are are being presented to Israel um, but but the uh, in 2318 it, it says you should not bring the the fee of a prostitute or the wages of a dog into the house of the Lord your God in payment for any vow for both of these are an abomination to the Lord yeah. your God essentially saying you know, with what you're bringing to the Lord as, as offering, as giving, yeah. um, make sure it's coming from clean sources, right? Like to, to yeah. put it in kind of worldly terms, right? The, the Lord doesn't want your dirty money. He wants to make sure, um, what you're guilt giving to build the kingdom that yeah. it, that it's coming from right and just sources. And so to, to kind of add the, the context of being an empowered investor in there, right. Is yeah. if you're, investing money, making profit off of the wrong things, uh, and then turning around and trying to use those funds to give, to build the kingdom, to tithe, whatever it is, right? How is the Lord going to view that offering? How is he going to, to view, you know, essentially how you were able to, to make profit? Um, yeah. and I, and I think at the root of all of this stuff that, that we do, the, the goal is giving, right? Second Corinthians eight, seven says, but since you excel in everything in faith and speech and knowledge and complete earnestness and in love, we've kindled in you see that you also excel in the grace of giving. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's like, you start to tie these verses together, right. Of, okay. Everything we do should be for the glory of God. We're also called to excel in, in giving and how we give, but yeah. the Lord also doesn't want us to, uh, bring money to, to his house from the wrong place. It yeah. kind of all leads back to and ties to yeah. BRI empowered investing, being able as a Christian to kind of live out those foundations that the Bible lays out and earn and give your money uh, in the, in the right mindset in the right places. Yeah. Um, so that that's for me, those are some verses that, yeah, to me, I guess are just confirmation of as, as a Christian, how I should be investing yeah. my money. Uh, and then as well, just as an empowered investor and being able to empower others kind of yeah. where, where that can, can lead you. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. It makes me think about, um, yeah, I just, just think the wrestle that a lot of us have. And uh, I mean, it's the wrestle that I have. And I just, I guess, assume other people struggle with it too is, you know, we're called, or it seems like we're instructed to tithe 10% of our income. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us, it's it's hard for me to, to remember that, okay, I think that 10%, that's God's. God's asking for 10% back, and I get to do whatever I want with the, with 90%. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we we know everything is God's. We know, we know all, hundred, like the 100% of our income is God's. But I think that gesture of tithing, always makes it a little bit more challenging. And one verse that I remember growing up in the church, I think probably made it more challenging to remember like, okay, everything is God's, not just the 10% Mm -hmm. I was taught to tithe. But there's a verse where, or scripture, where um, 
the Pharisees were trying to tra- trap Jesus, right? And they um, ask him. They're all excited about or trapping him. They ask him, should we pay taxes to Caesar? Mm-hmm. And then Jesus and his wisdom and mercy and grace, <laughs> uh, he asked for a, din- a denarii. Mm-hmm. He's like, give me a denarii. And then he's like, whose face is on, whose image is on the denarii? And they're like, Caesar's, okay. And then he says, okay, we'll give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And then what does he say after that? Oh, are you you're yeah, asking me? <laughs> asking you. Yeah. Uh, he says, give to Caesar what is Caesar's. And, and give to the Lord what is the Lord's, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the classic verse we use at tithe time at church. <laughs> uh, but I think we do a dis- disservice to that verse because like Jesus was saying whose image is on the denarii Mm -hmm. when we think about okay whose image who like where's the Lord's image on his the Lord's image is not on a dollar bill it's Mm -hmm. not on a coin the Lord's image is on us right so when he says give to God what's his I don't think he's asking for 10%. 10%. I think he's asking for us. Right. All of us. And I mean, yeah, just to get back to first Corinthians, if, if we are built in God's, God's image and we're called to give what is the Lord's, the Lord's give him what is, what is his, um, you know, and we are his, then we should in what we do be giving to God. And, and I mean, that's kind of at the end of the day, the great commission, right? Like our job here on earth is to, to be vessels, to be living sacrifices for the kingdom um, and being able to, to spend this time that we have on earth for the kingdom. And uh, it's one of those things that when you're in church and you're talking about it, you get in the mindset of like, okay, everything I do, I'm going to lay down my life. I'm going to, you know, sell everything, move to Africa, become a full-time minister. And no doubt that is some people's calling in this life. But a couple of weeks ago, we had a men's conference at the, at at Capitol where I attend church and um, John Bevere was speaking. And one of the part of his sermon, he talked about just um, the importance of God's calling on your life. And they showed like a little video and it was, you know, this guy was in the video, this guy was an accountant and then God was upset with him because he wanted, he called him to be in a minister. And then there was another man who had his whole life had been a missionary and God was upset at him because he was like, I had called you to go work as a businessman and you could have impacted more lives through the business that you were doing. And at the end of the video, there's a, a mother of three who she's like, you know, Hey, I never, never was a missionary, never was a minister, never mm-hmm. preached. Like, did I come short? And he was like, no, I called you to be a mother of three. And yeah. in the way that you raise those three children, they affected, you know, X amount of souls. It's, it was, it's kind of a cheesy video, but, but essentially the root of it is like, God has his calling for all of us. Yeah. And for some of us, that's going to be in business. And it's for some of us, it's going to be in accounting and ministry and missionary work, whatever it is, you know, God's going to call on us of different things. And so uh, that's where we can be. Like I talked about that living sacrifice, give, give to God what's his understand. Okay. What's, what's God calling me to do in this life? And then how can I turn around and, and do that thing yeah. for the kingdom? Um, and I think for you and I, that's, 
what got us in this industry. I think yeah. God's called us into this work. I know certainly for me, I mean, there's times yeah. where you, you know, you flash an eye at other industries and stuff, but, um, you know, at the end of the day, it all comes back to, for me, when I, when I prayed for a career, when I prayed for God to open a door, this was the door he opened. Mm -hmm. And so this is where I'm going to sit. This is where I'm going to be until he calls me to somewhere else or to do something else. But got a little sidetracked from empowered investing there, but I think it all starts with that heart posture though. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, if we don't understand that God's not asking for 10%. He's asking for everything. If we don't understand we're supposed to do everything for the glory of God. We all know this stuff, but it's just so much harder to practice it. So if we're not reminded of all those things, how are we going to remember that it's important to, you know, when people are talking about, oh, like the Fidelity Contra Fund, which only invests in people's addictions, that does well all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's hard not to get greedy if we don't have the context of okay well really it's not about how much money we have it's about honoring the lord with everything so i think it's just super important to just hit that from every angle that we can to keep our eyes on on the things that matter instead of the things that that don't so yeah and i think at the end of the day our goal is for all people to be empowered investors right yeah including those who maybe don't know christ you know, I, I hope that they do have the choice to be able to invest where they please. But yeah. at the end of the day, I think our role, our goal is to be an option for Christians who who want to have empowerment of their investments and they want yeah. their investments to be a reflection of their heart posture and their faith. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Anything else you wanted to add on empowered investing? I mean, I th- the the last part, you know, I said um, empowered investing is is invest is clothing companies for good works for clothing christian voices for influence and um the last point that i made in the blog was clothing communities for for wholeness um and the the context of that is a lot of the um companies we do business with are donating their profits to um nonprofit ministries that are trying to support local communities mm-hmm. and and bring restoration to those communities so the example I gave in the blog was how Inspire Investing donated um, a little over $200,000 towards different projects since their inception. And, and one of them is uh, a project in Guatemala, just build, building a church for that community, um, restoring some of the roofs for their uh, community buildings like the hospital, um, their classrooms, uh, providing clean water, just like really basic things that we all get here in the U.S. easy, but stuff that they don't have access to. So, um, so I think that that that's important too to just see. Okay, like the these companies that we're working with that are saying they're Christian are really putting their money where their mouth is, yeah, living it out. Yeah, yeah. I think for me, just kind of my last thought on the power of empowered investing to even just touch on what you were talking about. You know, I think about take two very extremes. There's one company that, that where I'm a shareholder in, I think it's called Karuna Therapeutics. And essentially they work on, uh, therapies and cures for gastroenterologic, uh, illnesses, mm-hmm. right? My wife, her whole life has struggled with different gastro illness. And it's something mm-hmm. that there's just not a lot of options for There's not a lot of research in 
most of her life she had been told, uh, you know, Hey, your, your, your issues with your stomach are just in your head. And she's like, well, it hurts. <laughs> Maybe it's in my head, but there's yeah. pain. It's real. And there weren't options out there. And so there's a company like, like that, that were able to invest and empower in those, in those areas, being able to help practically someone like my wife or the flip side, I could just turn around and invest in company Y who their business model is producing insulin, marking it up 6,000% now, Yeah, you know, diabetic people have to pay $600 for insulin shots yeah. or whatever. Um, and it's a very, that is a very, uh, you know, obviously kind of divisive example. It's two extremes, uh, but it gets at the root of what we've yeah. talked about kind of able to sum it all up of for me as an investor, you know, I can have the choice between those two companies. And then as a Christian, I want to choose the company that can bring, you know, positive to the world beyond just being able yeah. to make a profit off of. So, yeah. Um, and it is important to make a profit, right? These businesses won't be around for very long if they haven't figured out how to do that. Right. So we're not minimizing the importance of that, but, um, yeah, to shed more light on on the good things that can be done and the influence that we really have with the investments that we are currently in. in. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Ryan, thanks thanks for coming on. Thanks for for talking about empowered investing. I know it's Pleasure. a topic you're passionate about uh, sure. and and have a heart for. And hopefully, you guys at home listening were able to glean something from this. And whether it was affirming where you're currently at. Uh, maybe challenging or convicting some of where you're at. Uh, I hope that you were just able to to get something out of it. Uh, more podcasts coming soon. Uh, if you've got questions or if there's uh, things that you want to reach out about, feel free to email us. Our email is service at christianwm.com. That is service at christianwm as in wealthmanagement.com. Uh, thanks for coming on and look forward to to speaking with you again soon, Ryan, and hope you guys all enjoyed. Thank you for listening to the Christian Wealth Management Podcast. For more information, feel free to call our office line at 208-918-8655 or shoot us an email at service at christianwm.com. Thanks for listening and God bless.